What's up, podcast listeners? Today we are covering COVID safe activities for Halloween on the Mobile Economy Podcast. All right, with Halloween just around the corner, we know a lot of you have been struggling with how to celebrate, um, especially those of you with children. Uh, So today we want to help you out and talk about some fun socially distanced activities that are just as fun as traditional trick-or-treating, but can actually be a lot safer. So the CDC has put out some guidelines, and here in Central North Carolina and um, uh, Charlotte area in Florida, we've been looking at what the guidelines actually mean. Here in Central North Carolina, uh, we have about 25 surrounding cities, and our city municipalities have decided to take those guidelines, apply their own, which means we have about 25 sets of standards does make it a lot diff- more difficult this year to do a traditional Halloween. And, um, you know, that's, that's something we want to address and talk about some tips and tricks for you to think about here for the Halloween, you know, time of the year. Um, we're going to talk a little bit also about the mental health for the kids. This is my personal opinion. Remember, I'm not a doctor. I'm more of a geek. Um, And, you know, the device I'm giving out today is my own, not that I have uh, any medical degree. So take take this, uh, you know, as you will. But I was thinking back when I was a kid and I really loved Halloween. Halloween this year has got to be, you know, a hell of a year for, for the kids. School was canceled. School came back. School was canceled again. School went to a crazy schedule. And along with that, we tell the kids, if you go visit your grandma, you might kill her. All these messages of, you know, floating around the kid's head is uh, not very good. They have been robbed of so many of the normal experiences from when we were growing up, um, in my opinion. So normal trick-or-treating, understand, that is out. That is not something we're going to be able to do. I think most people agree that kids should not be going door-to-door and getting a lot of random packages from random people. Um, to that end, I do suggest a compromise approach that, that includes all of the things that have already become second nature to these kids over the last month, eight months. Things such as social distancing, hand washing, wearing masks, uh, you know, remember this year we don't have the pumpkin peeps uh, out in the store, so we have to, all had to make a number of sacrifices, me included. My suggestion is that everybody stay safe, but don't cancel Halloween. Find ways to make it fun and memorable for you and the kids, and look at how the businesses can apply to this and, and make it a memorable year for everybody. So for the kids who still love to run around in their costumes, um, visit the neighborhood, see decorations, and still want some form of trick-or-treating in one way or another, um, this is a great event that you can look into if you're around the Raleigh area. So um, in Raleigh, they have this vend or treat event. It's kind of a play on words with vendors. Um, It's going to be on Halloween, so on October 31st. Um, They'll have vendors lined up with little booths six feet apart. Um, They'll be offering candy, food, and they'll even have little pop-up shops where you can buy um, from some of the local businesses. Um, And in order to control the event and make sure it is um, able to be socially distanced, uh, it's a free event, but they do want you to register online so they can know how many guests will be attending and they could plan accordingly for that. There's another admission option as well where you can pay $5 for a ticket and it'll include a Halloween candy bag uh, for your kid. Um, 
which is a pretty small price to pay for a fun event that'll still kind of have a trick-or-treating feel to it. Your kid could come out and show off their costume. Um, They'll even have a photographer on site, so they'll be able to capture those memories. You'll be able to get those photos, and I think it could be a really fun, um, family-friendly and COVID-safe Halloween um, trick-or-treating alternative. Um, And you could visit that event on eventbrite.com to register for the free event or for the $5 ticket with the Halloween bag. We'll be posting about these events on our social media as well, so make sure to follow us. We are also seeing the use of Eventbrite, which is a good way to get the registration in advance. It helps the organizers know how many people are coming, but it is also very good if there were a event such as a COVID outbreak from the contact tracing. So having the record of who was there and uh, where they are from, Eventbrite is something that we have seen used with uh, quite a few of our clients or SurveyMonkey or you know some of these uh, online services to be able to get the registrations and know exactly how many and who are attending the events. And I know there are some people who are still a little bit concerned about any kind of trick-or-treating, um, even drive-through or the trunker treats. So another option um, that we've seen out and about are some drive-in movies. Now, drive-in movies have been really popular lately, um, especially in the pandemic. Um, They are basically outdoor movies. There's a huge screen. You reserve a spot for your car. Um, You could park, and it usually goes by how many people per car. So you'll just pay one ticket price. Um, And you could load up your car with your family or your friends and just park out there, watch a movie, bring your own snacks. Um, There's going to be one event on actually this Saturday on October 24th. Um, It's hosted by the Safe Child Care Partnership in Raleigh, and they're going to be showing Hocus Pocus, which is classic Halloween movie. Um, It's great for the family, um, and they'll actually have some candy floating around. So you still kind of get a little bit of the trick-or-treating vibe, but it's going to be very uh, hands-off. So it's even more uh, COVID conscious than the previous event. Um, They encourage kids to wear their costumes, um, even adults wear costumes as well. They really just want to bring that whole Halloween vibe to this event. Um, This is another one. Once again, you could find at eventbrite.com and you could register on there to reserve a spot for your car. Um, All the events we talk about today will actually be available to register on Eventbrite. So as Eric mentioned, it's a really good uh, website that's been um, very useful with these events lately. Yeah, and I'm excited to see the number of outdoor movie event places that are popping up in our area. Uh, Actually, one is Coming online, they took a field behind an apartment complex just two exits away from us here on uh, I-40 in the Raleigh-Durham market. It uh, is going to be a a nice setup where they're going to be able to host these outdoor movies. We now have uh, real fall-time weather here in central North Carolina, which means that you're not going to be in your car sweating and 100 degrees like you were in South Florida for watching the movies for the next couple weeks until it decides that we get an ice storm. Uh, So looking forward to some of those uh, outdoor movie uh, venues that are coming online currently. And then we know there's uh, older kids and adults who really crave that uh, scary Halloween 
um, event. And traditional haunted houses and haunted trails aren't really doable at the moment with the pandemic going on. Um, there are still some walkthrough haunted trails, but I know a lot of people are still concerned about those despite the majority of the actors on those trails will be wearing masks anyway because it's part of their costume. But an alternative to that would be the drive-through haunted trails. Now, the Granville Haunt Farm in Oxford, North Carolina is actually uh, one of the first farms to do a drive-through haunted trail in North Carolina. Um, they do a haunted trail every year, but this is the first time it's gone completely mobile. Um, again, just like with the movies, the ticket prices are based on the number of people per car. So for this particular event, it's about 10 to $60 per uh, car. Um, the tickets you can once again get online at Eventbrite, and that'll send you a barcode on your phone, which you don't even have to roll down your window. You can just put your phone up to the window. They'll scan the barcode from there, and then you could just go right ahead and drive through um, the trail. You can have your windows down. No one's going to get close to you. They're not going to walk up to your car, try to reach inside, anything crazy like that, but they still promise a uh, scary night. Um, so that's definitely an option for people who like more of the horror side of Halloween, um, especially, as I said, older kids and adults. I have heard some great things about the uh, Granville, Granville uh, Haunt Farm. So that is one I haven't had a chance to visit, but I've uh, heard from a few people that are up there and have uh, said that it's really well done and it will uh, get your attention at a couple spots. So that was a very good creative use of outdoor property and how to get a Halloween experience of a haunted house uh, without having to have everybody get out. So, and of course the younger kids will probably feel a little safer in the back seat of the car with the windows up. Uh, or you, I guess if you have a pickup truck, you can just put them in the bed of the truck and let them uh, become prey. So it's up to you uh, how you uh, want to go through that, but we're sure that those type of events are going on in, in many other areas of the uh, country. If you're listening to this podcast, not in the North Carolina area, we thank all of those who are from outside the area that listen to our podcast every week. Here in Orange County, North Carolina, we have had a number of these successful food truck on the farm events. They're held at the Eno River Farms in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Typically happen on Wednesday uh, afternoons. They start about five o'clock, run until eight o'clock. I think they're gonna move the time up on that a little bit. It is something that has worked extremely well. The Eno River Farm is basically a uh, produce stand that also has ice cream. So they've combined a, you know, come there to purchase your fresh local vegetables, as well as get some ice cream, as well as get some food from the food trucks and take with you. They have eliminated a lot of the seating to be COVID friendly is how they've come about it. So most people are coming. They're not lingering at the farm for hours at a time. There is a big walking area around the farm. So they're able to distance. I would say their biggest benefit that they've been able to do is put up some good signage telling people when you're in these areas, wear your mask, when you're in these areas, make sure you're six feet apart 
as well as having things so spaced out, which you can do when you have a farm piece of property, when you're not in a city and you're trying to cram all this activity into you know uh, a space a couple hundred feet by a couple hundred feet with a couple hundred people. The farm has the added advantage of having a lot of outdoor space to be able to do this successfully and safely. And there's a few other activities that we'd like to mention um, that are pretty common just throughout the fall time, and they're already primed for social distancing. That would be things like uh, visiting a cornfield or pumpkin patches on farms. Um, It's a very popular event during the fall time, and these actually go into November. So it's not just a Halloween-specific thing. Um, These farms are usually open with these types of events. further into November. Um, I've seen several farms in North Carolina open for uh, smaller socially distanced activities like this, Um, but I'm actually surprised that I wasn't really able to find any food trucks parked at these farms. Um, It seems like a really big opportunity um, to help both the farm and the food truck get a little bit extra business if they were able to work together. So if you own a farm or a property near a farm or you own a food truck, I really encourage you to reach out to your local businesses and see if you could plan something. Um, I know there might be concerns about whether um, that could be socially distanced, but some pretty easy options right off the bat would be to make the food truck completely takeout only so you don't allow people to eat on the farm, but it's something that as they're leaving the pumpkin patch, they could stop by and pick up dinner or pick up lunch and take it home. Um, As long as you put the food truck in the parking lot, I think that'll really help prevent people from gathering in any kind of groups. Um, And the other option would be to just let people sit and eat the food in their car. Um, That way they kind of get a little break from walking around, picking out pumpkins, traveling through a corn maze, but they still um, get a little extra snack in there. Um, So if you ever need help scheduling events like that at any locations, um, feel free to contact us. Our email is sales at mobiles.com. That's M-O-B-L-Z.com. Um, And we'd be happy to help you find a location um, at a farm or otherwise to schedule your food truck at. Remember to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages, download our app in the app stores, and sign up for our weekly newsletters because we have a lot of articles um, about things like this on how to have COVID-safe Halloween events at your properties, how to have a food truck event at your property, and a lot of other helpful tips. Um, You could do all of that at mobiles.com. And thank you for listening.